morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. Or maybe you're on the internet. Wherever you are, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. And uh, we're in here in the studio getting it done, of course. I'm doing the intro, so that means that Blake has gone somewhere. Maybe he's missing. Maybe we'll never see him again. Nah, we know where he is. That's okay. He's he's not here, but that means that our good friend Monica is here. Monica, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I am good as gold, my friend. How really? are you? Oh, so good. You're just kicking goals. So, do you know what? Taking Mon- names. Monday's actually always a little bit of a hard day for Rayo because literally there's so much good news that came out over the weekend. And I have to try and whittle it down to maybe one or two or maybe three stories. Mm-hmm. And there's always just so much I want to tell people about what's been going on that's mm-hmm. really great in the world. So that's how good I am. Amazing. Too good for radio. You're yeah. too good for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you could be somewhere else being happy, but oh, unfortunately, you have to be here no, on air. I love, I love Sharing I love joy. <laughs> Man, praise God. I tell you what, God is good. Amen. God is really, really good. I, I have, you know, gone full-time in my university at Avondale. Oh, yeah. And... The study's been tough. Like, I've just been, you know, smashing it out. But I've been praying, God, find me people to, to share with mm. while I'm here. Like, find mm. me people who are seeking and searching after you and use me to share the gospel with Amen. them. And uh, last Friday, I went to, they have this thing called SALT, which is their, their Friday night program. Mm-hmm. And I saw this, this Asian guy, mm. and he was different because Australian Asians... Like, people who grew up here, Avondale's a very Australian university, mostly Australians, not many internationals. They're tan, right? Mm -hmm. This guy is pale and Asian. I'm like, okay, he's fresh. He's like, (laughs) he's just come from China. And I saw him and I asked him, I'm like, hey, bro, like, like, you know, we just had these conversations. But ultimately led to he wants to study the Bible and he wants to be baptized. And he wants me to do it for him. So oh, I'm like, praise the I'm Lord. like, praise God. And, and then we hung out yesterday and I got him, you know, we hung out with a bunch of other people and, and he's just like, man, I think it's God that led us to meet. Amen. And, and I want to, I want to follow him and, and Lawson, can you teach me the Bible? All this yeah. Stuff? A like, great prayer to pray, no matter what you're doing, full-time student yeah, work, that's whatever right. it is you're doing, pray that prayer and the Lord will lead you. And God has given me the ability to l- use my personal influence to, mm-hmm. uh, to bless others. So praise God. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and coming up in today's show, we're going to be having a look at the UK and how they have fast-tracked their review of child's biology and sexual education. Oh, They've fast-tracked a review of it to see exactly what's happening there and uh, to subscribe ultimately to appropriateness. We're going to be talking about it. Hopefully you've had good rest over the weekend because now we come to a time in which you've got to work it's Monday morning, you know, you jump Get in. Get to the, work, yeah, y'all. yeah. Like Lawson like, is cracking the whip well, out because here. Because I'm here, right? Like I'm here, and then I have to get up and go to uni <laughs> and study. Like we're, we're we're getting into it on this Monday morning, but we pray that you've had rest, and we pray that you we that you can go through this work week and then experience rest by the end. But uh, what we're gonna do though is mm. we're not going to give you much rest. We're going to get yeah. you straight into the first clue That's it. of the quiz. That's it. Okay, this is a Who Am I quiz this morning. The first clue goes like this. Paul told Titus to help Zenus, the lawyer, and me on our way by making sure we had everything we needed. So who was that? Who am I? Paul told Titus to help Zenus, the lawyer, and me on our way by making sure we had everything we needed. Give us a text or a call if you think you know who that is. 
Our number is 0491064669. Uh, you just need to get one quiz right this week for you to be in with the with a chance to win the uh, draw on Friday. They're doing something a little bit different this Friday. They are going to let the winner pick their prize. So, so it's a listener's choice. And they get oh. to pick two. They get to pick two? Amazing. Wow. Okay, so basically <laughs> we're going to give you a selection of four prizes and you can just have half of them. Yeah. Um, so they're all sanctuary uh, um, themed. So mm. it's four different books. The first one is called The Sanctuary and Salvation by Roy Gain. The second one is The Sanctuary Pure and Simple by Kenneth Cox. The third one is Christ in His Sanctuary by Ellen G. White. And the fourth one is The Sanctuary Service by M. L. Andreasen. So throughout the rest of this uh, program this morning, I will be telling you a little bit more in depth about each one of those books so you can all get uh, a bit of an idea of what the options are and you can pick the two that you would like on Friday if you win the grand draw, if you get one correct this week. And make sure you like, if you're not sure... No, you know, no stress. Just wait for the next clue and maybe get me a hundred percent right. Because if you get it wrong, you're out. You're absolutely out if you get it wrong. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. You are absolutely wrong. But out for the day, not out for the week. You've given them their first clue. I have. I have. They're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. seeking and, and they're, searching. They're cogitating and- out there. <laughs> Cogitating. Lyle loves using that word, cogitating. That's amazing. <laughs> well, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And shout out, especially if you want to call or text in from Taree, New South Wales. I've been up there a few times, been out to, to Taree, to Old Bar. Beautiful area of the world, beautiful beaches, just amazing. As well as the gong. Oh. Wollongong. Wollongong. Have you been to Wollongong? Before. Pretty sure I have, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we've all had an experience. If you don't live in Wollongong like myself, well, I've had an experience of kind of driving through Wollongong, yeah. being around Wollongong, mm. that kind of thing on the on the way down to you know Victoria or something. Yeah, like that. that's right. You know, yeah. Stopping in there, eating some food, mm-hmm. doing something like that. If you're from Wollongong or Tari, give us a text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Tell us about what's the best thing to stop in and do at either Ooh, of those yeah. respective places. Yeah. Tell us. I, I know what Tari is like, not completely. Maybe you've got yeah. a s- secret special extra sauce, but I just love going to the beaches there. Yeah, awesome. I love I love getting locals travel tips. They're often some of the best stuff. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Speaking of travel, my brother is currently traveling. And yesterday he calls me up and tells me, guess what I did? I just went skydiving. So that's actually what I'm grateful for this morning. I'm grateful my brother survived tossing himself out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're related. I would never do that. That's not your thing? <laughs> Abs- no, my brother and I are chalk and cheese he likes that kind of adrenaline that comes from like skydiving or roller coasting or water slides i would never do that but i am the kind of person who will with feet firmly on terra firma travel to the other side of the world and you know without even a second thought whereas he just wants to stay home is there something that can make you skydive a lot a lot of money a lot of money like a squazillion dollars what about a a wager or a dare or a or a competition in which you lose and then have to skydive it depends on what the what the winning. I would pay for your skydiving ticket if you if you'd be willing to jump out of that plane. I mean, you have to lure me, and it has to be a pretty good lure. Okay, but what if you just like lost at something and then? Well, it depends I on what I. What, depends go... what I'm potentially winning at. Oh, the yeah. the the prizes that you don't have to go skydiving. Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> 
Yeah, these kind of like, you know, I dare you stuff that's like lost on me. Like peer pressure is lost on me. Yeah, I'm such an independent. Don't you want to prove that you're cool to me? <laughs> Absolutely not. I do not care if you think I'm cool. <laughs> Gen Z doesn't think I'm cool. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, sh- hey, if, you, if, you got, if you got thoughts on whether Monica should participate in skydiving. Monica is not going skydiving. Zero, don't turn this into a thing. Zero, six, four, <laughs> six, six, nine. Let's get a poll going. <laughs> This is not why I brought this up. (laughs) I don't care how many people text in. I am not going skydiving. That's 0491-064-669. When I was 16, I actually won a free bungee jump. And Did I you went, do it? No. Oh, I went I went to Monica. the I went to the bungee jumping location and stood outside and someone walked in. I was like, hey, can I sell you my ticket and you give me cash? And they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I got cash instead, which was great. That's the worst. No, I loved it. Nah, you're terrible. Having like a hundred and something dollars as a 16-year-old was pretty awesome. I have some good news stories. Don't text in about skydiving, ladies and gentlemen. I have some That's really cool news. <laughs> It's like the new mushroom. Um, Okay, so I have some really cool news. This is is so cool. This chick is, like, inspiring me. There's a girl in Manhattan called Chelsea Brown. Mm -hmm. She is an amateur genealogist. Okay, so she's just doing it on her own time. In a really cool way. So Mm. she goes to flea markets and to op shops, thrift stores, um, and searches for interesting items, not for decorations or collections. She enjoys... um, Track like finding lost heirlooms, mm. and then she enjoys tracking down the owners or the descendants of the owners and reuniting them with these heirlooms, mm. which is just so cool. Because I I personally uh, work in an op shop, and you know we often get like books in, and then inside the pages of the books will be like some old postcard or a love letter or a little note or something. And you always think to yourself, I wonder if this person knew that they accidentally gave this away, or that something they've given it to someone, and that someone gave it to someone else, and so on, until it finally ended up in an op shop. So this uh, this young lady, Chelsea Brown, the genealogist, claims to have returned more than 500 objects to their owners. She does, she does it all for free. Mm. If this was a paying job, I would do this as a career. She says, I love the thrill of the chase. I love to close out the mysteries. It's insane the things I have found. All of the Holocaust items I have been able to return have wow. been really special. So after so what she does is she finds like a telling clue on an object and then she seeks out uh, like demographic information in city uh, census records and other sources. Um, so this usually brings up like a marriage certificate or other distinguishing uh, legal documents and then she's usually able to track down the owner and contact them about whatever she, whatever she's trying to return, although she admits a lot of people think it's a scam at first. Mm. And, uh, and she says that many of the same emotional dramas that cause disruptions in relationships and households today are just as prevalent 100, maybe like 200 years ago. Mm. So she finds like all these interesting stuff like love letters from decades ago and, they, and they're all talking about cleanliness and ghosting and it's all the same problems just in different language wait cleverness and ghosting clinging clinging like clinging. stage five yeah. clinger Go- oh man. he all- won't return my letters <laughs> literally that's literally what she says she's she's like yeah heartbreak affairs family drama they're all still happening then i think it comforts people to know they didn't get any contact with someone after going on a date is the exact same thing that happened in 1850, but with letters. Oh, that would be tough. Like, yeah. you're really waiting. And it's like, oh, maybe it's lost in the mail. Yes. And like, <laughs> It's not lost. You're being ghosted. Yeah. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> um, yeah, so she says that, she, you know, she usually does letters. Um, she 
found a whole romantic series from World War II. Wow. Um, she's found a diary of two teenage, love, uh, teenage lovers who drifted apart. She found an amazing uh, letter written by a woman uh, who was in a long-distant relationship. It was actually a, um, a diary full of love letters and poems, um, and they decided to end the relationship. But when she dug a bit deeper, she found out that they actually got back together years later and are married with six kids, and she was able to return to them their little juvenile love letters, which is just so cute. That's cute. Yeah, so all this digging up um, through the past has given her uh, the idea to write a time capsule book. So that's what she's in the process of doing. This is why everyone was getting married back in the day, because they were willing to, like, surmount the the hump of sending each other letters, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like spilling their heart out onto the pages, whereas it's... Uh, it's were you ever so young that you remember writing letters? I wrote letters to Santa when I was young. Oh. But I, I don't think I've ever posted a letter myself. Really? Yeah. Have you ever received one? Yeah, yeah. I've received letters from, like, my grandparents. Oh, it was my favourite thing to do as a teenager was write and receive letters to all my friends, like, who lived out in the country. But, the I mean, best. I was like, eight. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM with Monica and Lawson. Blake is gallivanting off in... The border regions of uh, of New between New South Wales and Queensland, the border regions of Moolumbah, Tweed Heads, you know that he's that, off for a wedding. That's right. Yeah, and uh, in, and in usual Blake fashion, he's the MC. Oh, I, of course, I he's him, such a good wedding MC, though. Actually, other good news: I was uh, I was having a little meeting yesterday mm. with uh, two of my really good friends. One of them actually lives in the same property as me. Like we don't, we're not like roommates or something. But uh, shout out Harry and Johanna. We were hanging out yesterday, sorting out their reception for their wedding because I'm the MC. At their wedding. Oh, nice. So I'm going to be up there dropping all these jokes, particularly about how I'm like Harry's landlord and that's the only reason they invited me. <laughs> that, that's not true. Like, we, we go to church together. These guys are like my really, really good friends. You'll so have to um, shout out those you have guys. to ask Blake for some MC advice. But yeah, yeah, some tips. <laughs> I've, I've MC'd a couple weddings. I MC'd Same. my sister's wedding. Oh, did you? And uh, it actually it went really well. Like, it was, was it the one where you sung Ed Sheeran? No. That's, that's coming up. That's coming up. Oh, yeah, another so, one. Mm-hmm. So I have another wedding. I'm, I'm Yeah. At my other sister's wedding, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the singer, guitar player, that kind of thing. But hey, we need another clue for the quiz. Who oh. am I? Priscilla and Aquila explain the way of God more completely to me. Oh, do you know who it is? I think I know who it is. Okay, don't. Yeah, say. I I, uh, I like this time period of okay. the Bible. I really really enjoy it. But hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. What was uh? What was the? So we have we four had? different prizes that you can choose from. You can actually choose two of them, so you get half of them if you win the grand prize draw on Friday. I'm going to one by one, like throughout this today's show, tell you about the different prizes. So the first mm. one is called the Sanctuary and Salvation by Roy Gain. Practical mm. significance of Christ's sacrifice and priesthood, and it answers a bunch of questions. Stuff like, what did Jesus accomplish for you by dying on the cross? What is He doing for you now? How can you receive His salvation by grace through through faith within the context of the great controversy between Christ and Satan? What is the purpose of God's judgment? What difference does all this make for your life? Could anything be more important than the answer to these questions? Well, let's see. So with these um, answers, you can enjoy a closer interaction with God, have assurance that you are at mm. peace with him and fully experience the joy of transformation that he offers. So this book shows that the Bible reveals the answers in the context of the drama of the ages, the story of Christ's sacrifice and his priestly ministry in the heavenly sanctuary 
as illustrated and explained by activities at the ancient Israelite sanctuary on Earth. Wow. Mm. Of course, Roy Gain being one of the foremost scholars in the world on the topic of the sanctuary. It's a, it's, that's going to be an incredible book to read. Mm-hmm. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. And as I was saying in the intro to our show, we're going to talk about the review that is coming up that has been fast-tracked in the UK by a number of politicians there, and particularly by uh, Rishi Sunak, who is the Prime Minister of the UK, a review of sex education in schools following, actually, a Christian-led campaign that took place in the UK. Uh, So there was a a lady named Charlie Colchester. She led a campaign called Let Kids Be Kids, and it was all about, you know, tackling this topic of understanding how it is that sex education actually works in the UK. Now, she herself is a Christian, but her commentary on this, like the reason she's doing it is not, it's not just about Christians, but it's about everyone. It's about protecting Mm. children, particularly in the UK where we have seen like, yeah, sexual change amongst young people skyrocket. Uh, Particularly, I believe it was Lyle who read out a stat where it was, 30% 30% of children heading into high school, so heading into year seven in the UK, 30% of girls across the board were identifying as either male or non-binary. Yeah, wow. And so, which was a, a, a ginormous increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really unprecedented. And they were like, why is this? Well, what is actually taking place within sexual education in schools? And there was a number of reports that came out that, Pretty unsavory things were being taught that wasn't necess- that weren't age appropriate, extreme, sexualizing, or inaccurate. Yeah, and they were like, "This is just not good for children. Why are we? Why are we sexualizing them? Why are we getting into?" It's it's really no surprise there was such a huge increase because they're adolescents. They're yeah. hugely impressionable. You start teaching them this stuff, of course they're gonna like yeah. inculcate it. I am personally, I I can say that I was really blessed by sex sex education going through school. And I think that it's unfortunately because a lot of parents don't live up to the role of teaching their kids. I think it is necessary to have sexual education in schools. I was really blessed by sexual education because I received it from a Christian school. I I was traumatized. We've had this conversation before. (laughs) We've had this conversation before on air, but I just know, I know that good sexual education is good. Right. It's necessary. It's It's it's, essential. It's essential for kids, especially at that age. Like we're, we're talking about, you know, the, and the you need to, and parents, age. yeah, parents really need to teach it to their kids because if they're not teaching it to kids, like some other perverts teaching it to your kids. Exactly. So just get and, on. and that's exactly the point of mm-hmm. the push here is like, who are we letting teach this? What right. are they teaching? And so after this campaign that was led by Colchester, Rishi Sunak and uh, 50 other MPs in the Conservative Party in the UK have stepped up and said, yeah, we need to fast track this and we need to make this. Mm-hmm. A priority mm-hmm. to review the essentially the the education that is being permitted and supplied in in primary schools in high schools to see whether it's living up to a level of appropriateness and whether it's even legal. Yeah, because it it really sex education really it's something that is so important to review because it can walk that line of like for example it is illegal it is child abuse to show someone under 18 pornography yeah it should be yeah but then is is it then like sexual sexual education in schools are they then 
using the guise of sexual education to actually sexualize children mm. by exposing them to that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that's one of the big questions that the campaign was asking. You know, let kids be kids. They were asking, like, are we informing kids in an appropriate manner about sex or are we actually sexualizing them mm-hmm. as a result of sexual mm-hmm. education? And it's a huge question to ask because when, if it's the latter, if you're just sexualizing children, well, then it leads to all kinds of problems, in- including, you know, what we were talking about before, the statistics of this explosion of, you know, tra- whether it be transgenderism or non-binary or, or people questioning their sexual identity. It's led to, which which has never happened before, by the way. It's completely unprecedented. Uh it's led to an explosion of that. It's led to an explosion of minor sexual activity. And these things have the ability to harm and alter children's lives, mm. you know, in, in such an intense and incredible way. It's generational as well. It's not just them. It's going to be affecting their children. That's right. Yeah. And and can lead to, well, that's one of the, yeah, it could affect mm. their children, particularly if they receive bad sexual education and end up pregnant or all, all kinds of things, all kinds of horror stories that can come out out of, yeah, kids being misinformed as to the, the purpose, as to the appropriateness and, and whatnot of sex. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I look at a story like this and I, I praise God that people are stepping up. And like Rishi Sunak um, is not Christian. He is Hindu uh, religiously. But uh, he comes from a party, the Conservative Party within the UK, that is more conservative and traditional leaning. And, you know, they're they're the people who are in power and they can see... I don't want to say they're more religious or Christian leaning because the UK is incredibly secular. Mm. Even though there are a number of Christians within the party, the UK is incredibly secular. But they're just kind of waking up a little bit and seeing well, what has been the effect of the secularization of these kind of topics like sexual education? And, you know, when people are stripping morals back from it and then it's having such a harmful effect on children, what's been the effect? Oh, all these awful things. We need to step up and do something. Well, we need to pray this has a good outcome then. Mm, Absolutely. As they go through and do the review that they can find material that's harmful and make those appropriate changes so that kids can be... Kids, like that's ultimately what we're going to see. Like, and and that is something uh, again by the the process that I had of you know se- receiving sexual education th- through school. I feel like that stayed intact mostly for me. And, oh, really? And you know, I then you, you then have outside influences and, and children and whatnot. And I was definitely exposed exposed to things that I was younger that I shouldn't have been exposed to. But I can't blame my school for that. That that's what I praise God for in my. In my childhood, I can't blame my school, you know, an authority figure in my life for that. Hey, you know, my friends, you know, and other other kids in school and whatnot, there was stuff going on. And that's where, again, stepping in as parents and just talking to kids and and giving them ideas of how to navigate those certain circumstances is, is a really important thing. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're going to have another clue for the quiz. I just want to say I'm so proud of how you're saying clue for the quiz. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's only taken us till March. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. Okay, who am I? The people in Corinth were in division because some were following Cephas and some were following me. Oh, okay. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. The people in Corinth were in division because some were following Cephas and some were following me. Who am I? You could win. Uh, two of these four books that we're giving away. I just talked about the first one. This is the second option. This is a listener's choice one. This is The Sanctuary Pure and Simple for Anyone Who Wants to Understand the Sanctuary by Kenneth Cox. Sitting in the middle of the camp of Israel was a tabernacle of Israel, the center of everyday life with its rituals that pointed forward to the Lamb of God. This the people accepted by faith. The plan of salvation has not changed. Just as they looked forward by faith to his first coming, we look back in faith to his life and death in our behalf and forward in faith to the promise of his second coming. Therefore, the great lessons to be learned from these object lessons God gave the children of Israel can be great. Because the demands of life are so great, I have tried to make this book pure and simple. Kenneth Clark looks at how to, the plan of salvation has not changed. Day by faith, we look back at his life and death and forward to his second coming. Written for anyone who wants to understand the sanctuary and learn the lessons for today from the object lessons God gave the children of Israel. Amazing. It's a little blurb on the back. Well, it's actually a big blurb uh, for the second book. And I will tell you about the third and the fourth one later in the show today. All right. Well, 0491-064-669. Some followed Peter. Some in Corinth followed Peter. And then others followed this person. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have today for our interview segment none other than Pastor Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there with us? Hi, Lawson. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm I'm killing it. I'm kicking goals. I'm winning. I'm up early on this Monday morning. How are you doing? Yeah, going great. Amazing. Now, we've got you on to talk about the topic of politics, of power, of faith, all these different things. But before we get into that, I'd love, I'd, love, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us about who you are and what you're doing. Oh, wow. What do you want to know? I uh, live in the Snowy Mountains district in wow. South New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And my role at the moment in uh, church land is mentoring young pastors. I have a group of about eight of them mm-hmm. that I look after. So, um, yeah, life's good. Oh, amazing. That sounds awesome. Just living living in the mountains, talking to pastors, doing ministry. What a life. <laughs> yeah, it's got its ups and downs. <laughs> sure. Hey, well, now you've, you've come onto the show for the first time this year. And I, from what I understand, we're going to be doing this kind of semi-regularly, getting you on to talk about everything in regards of the, the world of of religious liberty and, and politics and power and faith. So give us a give us a little intro, a little taste. What, what are we looking at? Well, there's so much going on in the world that I, I think it gets confusing for people to how do I understand this? I, you know, my big worldview is set by Scripture mm. and and what, what it has described as going down in the end. And so, you know, Blake will often talk to me, what's going on in the world that I should be worried about? And so I'll, <laughs> I'll you know, I just, I can't help it. I just keep across this stuff. It interests me. Mm. Uh, there is some massive things going on right now. And I think most people realize that, but it's a bit hard to sort of say, well, how is that going to impact me and how, mm. what do I look for here? And so I, I guess if we had a big helicopter view of, 
what's going on right now, there's three big areas that I think it's it's helpful. You, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know, you don't watch the news, you live in your own little world. That's good. If you walk the Lord, you'll be just fine. Amen. So uh, you can you can get a bit carried away with stuff as well. Mm. But at the same time, being forewarned is forearmed, and you can yes. adjust accordingly. Yeah, I so, find I find when it comes to this topic particularly, kind of you you have people in the middle who are who are walking in in uh, in a way of observing and seeing, and, and I think we're going to be talking from that perspective today. But then on one side, you got people who are totally ignorant and don't really care. But then on the other side, it seems as though there are people who are so hypersensitive to these kinds of issues that it might even potentially cause. Yeah, problems in their life of, you know, deep anxiety towards the world and, and the things that are going on. But I, I, from what I'm hearing from you now, it's, it's you know, when you, we can look at it from the perspective of Scripture, you know, God can inform us how to feel and how to act and respond to these kinds of things. Yeah, and God will always bring us back to the gospel, the good news, mm. and share that with everyone we know and love, and people we don't like. We, mm. we share the good news of Jesus, but... Right now, it is fascinating to see what's going on in the world. So in there's three big areas that I think it's handy to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And and the first is the political landscape. Mm-hmm. And when I, I talk about that, I, and I, you have to, I have to apologize, but Australian politics just bores me. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I'm, I'm well and truly over it. We're about to have a state election here in New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, but globally, and we, look, Australia's a part of the globe now. It's all rolling down together. Massive shifts and, and power struggles are going on in the political landscape. Mm. So that's the first area from the big helicopter view. And as I, I do these segments, I will unpackage that and how that works in each of these different areas. Mm. Uh, the, the second one is... The economy, as Bill Clinton's advisor said, it's the economy, stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, <laughs> this is this is something that you can say doesn't affect me, but it does. It affects all of us. Mm-hmm. And since COVID nineteen, particularly as a country, and then globally, the level of debt forty percent of all money that was ever made in human history was made in the last couple of years. Wow. Wow. And 40%. And so we, why we got inflation? Well, we made so much. We printed, fabricated out of thin air currencies that are now causing all sorts of ramification with interest rates and da-da-da-da-da. But look, and there's a big shift happening away from the American dollar that the Chinese and, and different countries around the world, the House of Sword, the Saudis have just done a big agreement with with the Persians, with Iran, mm. over they're not going to trade in US dollars now when they're wow. selling. They're going to use the yuan. This stuff is, well, it doesn't affect me living in the snow mountains, but actually if, if America loses the currency status it has, mm. its ability to print money and to, in you know, live off debt just stops. So that's going on right now, and and there's a lot to look at in that space. Mm. 
But then we have the political power of the really nation states that are, they're arming up now for war mm-hmm. more than they ever have since the Second World War. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's looking a bit gloomy yeah. on every front we look at. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's a good that's a good reason to have your devotions every morning, to pray every day and to walk with the Lord. But on every front you look at there's some huge things rolling down the hill. You, you can't you can't avoid it. Doesn't matter which direction you look in, it's coming. Big things and that actually gives me a lot of encouragement and a lot of hope to know what the Bible has described is true. Mm. And it will come to pass just as it said. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've given us a a helicopter overview of the different areas in which we are seeing this rapid change happening. And and definitely in those spheres, it's something that the Bible talks about deeply, particularly in Bible prophecy, about the ways in which the world is going to change preceding Jesus coming back. Is there there anything in that space, uh, as we have about five minutes left, is there anything in that space that has particularly caught your interest and is, is has been really huge for you to see? What's going on right now, and, and I would encourage people to sort of, you don't necessarily pick up stuff on news directly, and, and it's mm. often coming from different sources with different agendas, but there's a big battle going on right now let's just go internally in the US between the two sides of politics, which are mm-hmm. representing two worldviews. Mm-hmm. So the, and I, I'm just going to call things as a seem. I apologize for offending everyone. Okay. But mm-hmm. let's, let's <laughs> So on the, the democratic side of politics, you have um, a, a real secular, I'm generalizing a mm. secular anti-Christian, anti-religion sort of mentality mm. and, and particularly anti-Christianity. You've got the glo- it's a globalist view, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, all the climate change and the theology of climate change and what that represents. Mm. It's, it's, it's rolling downhill in that way. And then on the other side of the equation you have what I'll call angry Christians. Mm-hmm. And it's the left and the right I always thought linear, linear, you know, they're on a line and they're down one end or up the other, but it's mm-hmm. actually a circle is what mm-hmm. I've come to see. And right now on the other side, you've got people that are, they're pro-life, they're pro-personal freedoms, they're anti-corporate and anti you know, all the big agendas that are being pushed on them, they're pushing back. And those two are in a death struggle Mm. right now, particularly in the US, not so much in Australia. It's here, but not to the extent. Someone's going to win this death struggle they're in. Mm -hmm. And from what I see in Bible prophecy, I see that it's actually the angry Christians that are going to come to power and, what that represents and why I'm not excited about that, even though I've that's the side I identify with, uh, they're going to rely and are already relying on legislation to fix their country, to bring Christianity back into the country, 
using the law or the government in order to do that, and that's what the Dark Ages look like. So mm. big things going on. Um, with more time, we can dig down into what that looks like, but you see this daily raging, these two sides. One of them's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, and it's something that we've covered on the show a fair bit, looking at American politics and the two sides that you have there, and then the ramifications that that has on the rest of the Western world and then the rest of the world at large and the way that the world thinks and the way that the world perceives what is morally right and morally wrong being wrapped up in the leader of the free world, uh, (laughs) usually those leading in the United States. So, wow, interesting stuff. And also, of course, you know, tying in with Bible prophecy there too. I'd love to ask, because we've got a couple minutes left, just, just to get your thoughts and opinion, why do you think it is such a difficult thing and, and, and it's problematic to legislate uh, religious worship? <laughs> well, God, it, it comes back to the nature of God. Mm. God's uh, a libertarian if you had to identify him politically. Mm-hmm. He, he believes in personal freedom and personal responsibility. Mm. To the point, the whole plan of salvation would not have taken place if he didn't. He he lets us make our choice, and he doesn't want robots. He his kingdom revolves on love in that bigger picture. Mm. And and even if we took the theology out of why it's a problem to do that, just look at history. Look at every time, whether it's an Islamic side that gets government or a Christian side that starts to legislate their Christianity through the government, it always is a regressive time for the world, Mm. and that's why it's called the Dark Ages, Mm. because um, they try to legislate something that is always based on our personal choice Mm. and our, our freedom to do so. So that stuff's at stake right now, and it's got... It's really hot in the U.S., um, and you can see it's it's happening just as the Bible described. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And yeah, as you said, we've got lots to see, lots to cover, and, and lots to look at that's happening in the world that is lining up with Bible prophecy. So, so praise God we have the ability to come together and talk about it. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.